When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Make sure your underwear is tight tomorrow because you will have a boner. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Happy Friday afternoon. What in the blue hell is going on? It is your boy. It is Memphis here at the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be talking about Dalvin Cook, a little Alexander Madison, and of course, my long overdue, I owe you guys my sophomore surges and purges. So, Going to do this show last week. I was going to do it with my main man, Jerry. He is, of course, the man of the hour and the man with the power, but he didn't have any power last week. Jerry had a power outage at his home in the Ames, Iowa area. I didn't know they had power. I thought everything ran on corn in uh, corn with a C, corn. I thought everything ran on corn in Iowa with Jerry, but unable to get the show going last week. And then because of my I mean, you guys know, you're loyal listeners, because of my son's baseball schedule, I was uh, unable to get back behind the mic on Friday or Saturday. So uh, I owe it and I know it. So I am going to take care of you guys with my sophomore surges and purges. As I jump into that, I want to remind you guys that we are a two-channel podcast. You may say to yourself, self, what do you mean about two channels? Well, of course, this is streaming live on the Dynasty War Zone podcast feed and the Dynasty Warzone YouTube feed. The main show, the big show, the mothership, the Wednesday show, that's been streaming live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel as well as the Player Profiler audio podcast channel. Now, all the podcasts stream on the Dynasty Warzone podcast. You get them all there, as well as our buddy Dallas, as well as our buddies Chad, Jesse, and and Mike when, when Mike's not out defending our country. God bless that man. And so, so our friends, we, we've got some uh, some big specials coming up on the, the Dynasty Warzone show, but that's why you subscribe to both. YouTube, Dynasty Warzone, YouTube, Player Profiler, Podcast, Player Profiler, Dynasty Warzone. It's just whether you're an audio consumer, you have two places to subscribe. If you're a video consumer, you have two places to subscribe. So please subscribe everywhere. Enjoy the show. And uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I actually have, you know, normally I hit you guys with a good people, bad tweets. But what I've actually got for you is a good people, bad trades. And you know this person very, very well. Let me just take one minute, maybe less, to talk about our patron. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. This is 
our most loyal, our, our biggest supporters. They help us out over there. You know, you know, these lights, Tony Soprano posters, computers, these ring lights, all of this, you know, is, is due to the support. You know, you got to have some production value. I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that has like a, a Jersey hanging in the background. I mean, it's, it's today it's purple in honor of the Dalvin cook, Alexander Madison news, but you know, it could be a different color, and all that's thanks to the support of the patrons. They make this show look good. They make this show run good, and they make me feel good. Pause. Not in like a, a negative, bad way, but like in the way that's like, you know, yesterday, as, as I had some time, we were really deep diving and workshopping this Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison trade, and a lot of what you're getting ready to hear, we've already discussed. Like, this is a day old if you're a patron over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty war zone. So uh, if, if that's something that you're interested in and, and, and last thing people say, well, well, where are your tears and, and, and this and $5 guys, it's five bucks period. The group chat, the extra podcast, the help with your roster, all of that is free. Well, not free. It's included in the five bucks a month. Again, only people who run only fans and, and show that thing are the ones getting rich with premium content. We're just trying to keep Bo Jackson well lit Tony Soprano looking angry, well lit here on the YouTube. That's what the patron does. They just keep this show going. So thank you to the patrons and would thank you for considering it. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Now, let's jump into it. Now, I've been busy. I'm just going to be very honest. Um, a lot going on over at Player Profiler. Can't get into it yet, but just trust me. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere because there is a ton of cool stuff coming your guys' way the loyal listeners, the loyal subscribers to the Dynasty War Zone, you're going to see more of my face, good, bad, or indifferent. You're going to see more of me in more ways than probably you've ever wanted to on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Can't really get into that now. So I didn't have a good people, bad tweet. So, you know, our patrons, they save these things for me. You know, they 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 hang on to them and like they have like, uh, they have their own file. But one of our original, one of the, the first few, a gentleman named Pat, Australian, amazing dude. Pat was like, how about a good people, bad trades? And I'm like, you've piqued my interest. And he was like, he sends me this screenshot. And uh, we don't redact names in the in the Dynasty Warzone patron leagues. And uh, this trade was proposed by, I'll just read it as, it's, as it reads on Sleeper. At Jerry Sin, DWZ has proposed a trade to Pat. Pat receives Alexander Madison. Jerry receives Cooper Cup. Are you disgusted? I am. Yeah, that's pretty bad, Jerry. I mean, I, I see what you did there. You're trying to capitalize on the situation. And, and I, I got a chuckle out of this. And I love Pat's response because, you know, Pat sent me the screenshot of the trade with Jerry. And it says, ha, 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 are you after a dick pic or something? Because Pat, Pat knew better. I, I, again, I, you're going to miss every shot you don't take, you know, it's, that's just the way life works, but this was funny. And, and, and when Pat sent it to me as a, as a means of having like a bit of content for good people, bad tweets, this time, good people, bad trades, Jerry, we see you, but we outed you. We never redact names. Um, I'm going to talk about Alexander Madison and some of the targets I would be looking at here in just a second as I transition to the Dalvin Cook news. But Jerry, even on vacation, even on your 10th anniversary, Pat was not going to bend over and give you a present. 
he said, absolutely not. Shame on you, Jerry. You know, that was uh that was a that was a good one. I mean, it was almost like this. Federal prison. Federal fucking prison. If you're that fucking stupid. All right. Dana got Jerry with a little uh with a little federal prison. That's where Jerry should go right now. He should go to prison for sending a trade like that. All right, let's let's jump into it. Let's jump into the Dalvin Cook and the Alexander Madison news. So yesterday it came out. Well, it's been rumored for a while. And I hate to say I told you so. Oh, wait a minute. I'm just kidding. It's me. I love to tell you I told you so. I told Jerry this. He he re, he re, you know rebuked me twice. I told Adam, uh, excuse me, Adam, Alan Seslowski the same thing. He's going to get cut. No, no. I was like, well, maybe if they rework his contract. Gang, they, they clearly let him go. And I believe it was Brian in our group chat yesterday. Brian was like, hey, you know, what, what if he goes to Miami and the impact on A-Chain? You know, we'll probably wind up dealing with that once he signs because I would much rather give you a show on the known as opposed to spend the next 20 minutes speculating. But if a team really wanted him, really, really wanted him, they could have just traded for him. And, and Brian had a, a great comeback. Brian was like, well, why would you trade something for him if you know you're going to cut him? Well, then he has to clear waivers. You know, and I'm not saying a team's going to be super excited to pick up that big contract, but if the Miami Dolphins really want him, could New England pick him up as a blocker? I guess they could. You know, New England's been interested in DeAndre Hopkins. He's coming into town next week for a visit. I'm sure we'll have that on next Wednesday's show as well. But yeah, for, for me, this was uh, not a surprise. So, but we do this every year and, and, and every year it's, it's like when you were a little kid and your mom said, son, daughter, whatever, Billy, Jane, whatever, don't touch that stove. It's hot. And you can't take your mom's word for it. You can't take your dad's word for it. You know, you're like, I don't know what hot even means. So you got to go up and you got to go and you just got to put your hand right there on it and, and burn your hand. We, we never learn about this. We always go the wrong way. This this was the 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 danger of doing it backwards, you know. And and I tried to convince Jerry and I tried to convince Alan that, you know, this was the leaked by the media. And, and you may ask yourself, well, but Memphis, you know, how is this different than Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon was ruined, ruined was rumored to be a was rumored to be a a cap casualty in earlier in the spring. But I'll tell you, what are the differences between the Dalvin Cook situation and the Joe Mixon situation? It's a great question. The difference is, is some Joe Slapdick on Twitter was the one who started the Dalvin Cook news. Excuse me. The difference is that some random Slapdick was the one that started the Joe Mixon news on Twitter because he was a quote-unquote cap casualty, whereas the Dalvin Cook news came from Adam Schefter. Now, Adam Schefter didn't have like name a named source, but this was coming from Schefter, Rappaport, Tom Pelissero. These are the ones leaking this rumor. And you know, one 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 here have sources. That's Pelissero. That's Shefty. That's Rappaport. The other one just has itchy Twitter fingers. You know, they're they're ready to make up some stuff and get some engagement, and Joe Mixon's going to get cut. That's the difference. One group is sourced and the other is just speculative bullshit. And, and it happens. And I've, I've, I've posted it guilty. I've speculated it 
guilty, but I act on it a little bit differently when it comes from someone who is sourced. Now, does Shefty get them all right? No. Remember a few years ago, they were going to uh, trade up for Mac Jones in San Francisco with the third overall pick, and Shefty's sources uh, deceived him, let him let him down the wrong path. But if I have to put my money on someone being right, it's going to be Schefter, Rappaport, those guys, as opposed to just I – mean, and, and not that the, the, the theory is bad, that Joe Mixon could be a cap casualty, but it wasn't – it wasn't sourced. It didn't come from the Bengals. It was speculative. So that's the difference for me. Now, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, two months ago, Alexander Madison was the buy. You know, he was going much cheaper than he is now. But now that it's finally official, you know, you had people on both sides of the fence. You had the me on one side, the correct side. You had me on one side saying, you know, he's going to get cut. I think he's going to get cut. Then you had guys like Jerry on the other side. That's the wrong side. They had Jerry and, and, and they were on this side saying, now nah, they're going to keep him. But we knew that this news had been out there for a while. It's, it's like the Trey Lance news. It's sourced. It's sourced within the building that if Brock Purdy is healthy, he's the starter. And yet the Trey Lance crowd just won't listen. Why? Because they like Trey Lance. We like Dalvin Cook. We, we want to keep Dalvin Cook, you know, we, but we had to wait until it's actually official official. And now you've lost any chance of like getting Alexander Madison cheaping if you believe in him, or you've lost any chance to actually get rid of Dalvin Cook for anything tangible. So two weeks ago, it was a different story. But now for me, I would love to give Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, I wouldn't give Gibson, and, I, and I'm mixing these guys up. I, I do apologize. I am uh, a one-man band. So I would, I would love to give up Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, for Dalvin Cook. I don't love it. He's a between-the-tackles grinder in Kansas City. Um, weird stat I saw the other day is that Patrick Mahomes is not a good check-down quarterback. I, I never realized. I was stunned. I was shocked. I was shocked by the, the fact that Lamar Jackson, on a percentage base, so the number of throws thrown versus the number of checkdowns, Patrick Mahomes' percentage is less. It's more total targets to the running back position, but it's less total checkdowns by percentage because he he throws the ball more. But, yeah, it's like 3.4% of his passes are, are checkdowns. It's crazy. So I'm looking to get out of him. Um, like I said, looking for young guys. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, those are the kind of guys that I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get uh, uh, Dalvin Cook for. Can I move Pacheco? Can I get Dalvin Cook plus? That's kind of where I'm going. Um, with Madison, I'm selling. Uh, it's a perceived cheap price. Uh, I'm not giving him away, but I'm not sending that Jerry offer that Jerry just sent. You guys know I love me some Jerry, but I, I'm not going to offer Madison for guys like, you know, Cooper Cup. I, I think that this kind of kill, kills the deal right there. Um, Alexander Madison has six career starts. And Dalvin Cook in the last four years has missed more than six games. He's played four seasons in, in you know the NFL, and he's got six career starts. And you know it just tells you he's maybe a starter. They gave him starter money. I don't know. He's never had more than 500 yards in an entire season, and he's a decent pass catcher, better than I realized. He does have a 30 reception season under his belt, but I'm all in on. Dwayne McBride. I almost said Trey McBride. I'm on him too. 
Uh, I'm all over Dwayne McBride. If he can keep it together between the ears, I think he is 100% going to steal this job by the time the season's over. And I could I don't know what the parameters of Madison's contract looks like, but a lot of these free agent deals, especially running backs, is one year and we'll see. Uh, I know my buddy the Podfather, and I know my buddy Jax Falcone. They're both they they're both interested. I don't want to say big; that would be unfair. I know they're both interested in Ty Chandler. I'm not. I see him as a special teamer guy. I could see where by the end of the season that. Dwayne McBride is really cut into the rushing workload. I don't know what kind of pass catcher he is. He was never used that way in college, and he could just be a hammer. But maybe he can catch the ball a little bit better than we think. So for me, uh, I would be looking to sell Madison. What am I looking for? I'm looking for mid-tier wide receivers. You know, I, I would love to get a Terry McLaren uh, from an ADP and a dynasty startup. Again, I'm, I was researching two topics today. I'd love to get TMC there. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, or Brandon Ayuk. Those are the three guys in the range that I would love to get for Alexander Madison. And then Gibson is someone right there in that range as well. He's actually, Gibson was surprisingly low when I was doing my ADP research for Sunday night show that I was pretty surprised where he's still falling in ADP and one quarterback dynasty startups. I was pretty pretty surprised. I, I I wasn't quite ready to see that. So those are the four guys I'm targeting to get if I could get out of the Alexander Madison business. And again, Terry McLaren, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk are the wide receivers and then running backs like Gibby. If you have somebody because there's a lot of Miles Sanders love, that's me. There's a lot of Miles Sanders hate, that's others. I'm still the guy who's firmly in on Miles Sanders. I just don't believe in Alexander Madison. That's me. Um, so that's how I'm handling it. You know, we'll, we'll reevaluate Dalvin Cook once he lands with a new team. Uh, but he's a buy. Like I said, if I could buy him for a second, if I can get out for uh, a second on on Dalvin Cook, I'd be thrilled to pick him up for a second. Maybe you can get a super bummed GM. And, and if you you already have him, and you're like, should I should I sell him? No, just just hold. Hold, see where he's going. See what your roster looks like. If you have him on a contender, awesome. If he winds up on Miami, awesome. You want him to wind up in a spot where he gets used functionally. If he lands in Kansas City, which sounds crazy, but it could, it could. If he were to land in Kansas City, that's perfect. It's the same thing that the Niners did last year with Christian McCaffrey. Ironically, the same draft class. Why would you bring him in? Because he's a winning piece, but he's not going to be a big dynasty contributor early in the season. I think they would governor his touches a little bit. and But he's still going to be a guy that's going to probably perform in like that RB15 range. If he were to stay healthy, play the way that I think he'll be used this season, how I would use him as a, as a head coach, I think that would be really, really good. So that's kind of what I'm doing with the team in Minnesota. That's why I have the purple lights on. So I'm going to jump into my surges and purges real quick. If you didn't catch the original version of this, this was done, it'll be two weeks ago Sunday. So that was on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Uh, our guest was Alan Seslowski from Roto-Wire and the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast. And uh, he had some good surges and purges. And But I owe mine. I can't get you Jerry's. Maybe I'll get Jerry's on down the, the line. Before I do that, because I'm in charge and it's a live show, Chad Skaggs wants to know, Dwayne McBride or Wilson in a rookie draft? 
And, and Chad, I appreciate the question. And Chad, I'm gonna say, God damn it, that's like making me choose between two kids that I love. You know, like like like, like kids. It's like like fathers choosing between sons. Uh, these guys are two of my absolute favorite uh, for me because of here's how I look at it, Chad. For me, if Dwayne McBride and Michael Wilson both have the best rookie seasons within their range of outcomes. Dwayne McBride is worth way more this time next year. Uh, I also worry about Michael Wilson, who I love, that if the Cardinals, let's say they get like the the one and two overall in the NFL draft or the two and the three, there's a real chance where they, they could still take a Caleb Williams if they got one overall. I think they'd be crazy not to. But my two overall would be Marvin Harrison Jr., so for me, based on this situation, even though I really, really, really like Michael Wilson, I would lean McBride based on the upside, the offense, but it's closer than you think, and it's a damn good question. So Chad, thank you so much for chipping in in the YouTube live stream. I definitely appreciate you. All right, my purges, let's jump in. Let's talk about a couple of guys that I'm looking to unload. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, I got up my wires crossed a little bit earlier. I can't wait until Sunday on Player Profiler when I'll have a professional producer helping me with the show, uh, even one-man show. So I'm I'm really excited for that. But Isaiah Pacheco last year, a little fun stat, 13 catches last year. So 13 of his 183 touches from last year were receptions. That's 7%. 7% of his total touches were checkdowns. And I mentioned earlier the stat about Patrick Mahomes, 3.4-ish percent of all of his attempts last year were checkdowns to the running back. Why is that? It's a good question. Why would Patrick Mahomes not check it down more than like Lamar Jackson and, and, and those type running quarterbacks? And I think, and here's another little side note for you, Trevor Lawrence was right there in the top five as in the lowest number of checkdowns to the running back. I think it's bad news for ETN. Check out the Goat District pod from the other night, uh, Wednesday night, live on YouTube, and I broke it down there. But he doesn't check the ball down a lot. He doesn't catch the ball a lot. You're really hoping for the between-the-tackles grinder role, and it's because Patrick Mahomes pushes the ball down the field. You know, it's read one, two, three. Offensive line holds up. He's mobile enough to, to sustain a play, and then he pushes the ball downfield. He's not looking read one, read two, check down. Does it surprise you that Baker Mayfield leads the league in checkdown pass percentage? It does not for me. It does for another guy. We'll talk about him in a minute. But again, he was only used sparingly in, in the, the receiving game. They brought back Jarek McKinnon, who seemed to be the preferred receiving option in this offense. And the carcass of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is still there. So for me, Pacheco, I saw him going in leagues like during rookie drafts for around the 110. Someone actually offered me the 110 in the league for him in a league where I needed running backs. I thought I was interested. I'm glad I passed because I thought about it. But the reason why I passed then is I was pretty sure, and I still feel pretty sure, that Isaiah Pacheco is this year's Elijah Mitchell, a guy coming off of a, of a rookie year, less than optimal NFL draft capital from his rookie class. And just a guy that I could see Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I could see this in this arms race, if you will, where you know Buffalo just signed uh, a defensive end, uh, Greg Flo Floyd from the the Rams. I could see where they would be in on Dalvin Cook. 
maybe KC trades for somebody. I just don't believe that this is a long-term sustainable role. And due to the lack of passing volume, I'm, I'm purging Isaiah Pacheco from rosters. My second purge is Sam Howell. And I've seen him go anywhere from like seconds in rookie drafts to I saw uh, an early third, like a 301, and then an additional third. I'm getting rid of Sam Howell. I don't get it. I get that I don't get it, but I do not get it. What are we excited about? I mean, I think Brock Purdy and the success of a Brock Purdy has put in a lot of uh, pie in the sky, uh, all moonlight and canoes as it relates to these late round QBs. And it's like, well, well, Sam Howell's not in San Francisco and he doesn't have George Kittle and Debo and Iuke and Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell and Kyle Shanahan calling plays. He's in Washington, and I love Terry McLaren, and Jahan Dotson was a surge for Allen, but I'm I'm not seeing it. You know, I'm not going to be the sucker. And guys, anyone who's using last year's Washington stats to predict what Sam Howell's going to be is a sucker. They're an absolute fool because it's a brand new OC. Scott Turner's gone. We don't know what that offense is going to look like under Eric Bieniemy. It could be a lot of different things. And I'm also not going to be the sucker that's going to say, oh, well, he was in Kansas City last year, so let me go shuffle on. Look at those, those stats. Andy Reid was the architect of the Kansas City offense, basically the play caller, and Patrick Mahomes ran it. So there's nothing to correlate there. I'm just the guy who's getting the hell out of the Sam Howell business before the getting's good. Came out the other day on Roto-Wire, that, or uh, it was Roto-Wire. I'm a Roto-Wire guy now. Um no more NBC Sports Edge. Boo, NBC Sports Edge. Uh, the the blurbs are okay, but the fantasy advice, not so much. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they're still in the in the Jacoby Brissett business. So if you can get someone who believes in Eric Bieniemy and believes in Sam Howe, I believe they'd be off my roster. So I'm going to take just one second to do just a little promotion. So this coming Sunday, 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 Sunday. On the Dynasty War Zone, Jerry will be getting back from his vacation, much earned and well-deserved vacation. I'm going to have John Sheps. John Sheps is a returning guest, the original host of the Dynasty War Zone, and a really good friend. He's going to come on with me Sunday night. We're going to be diving into some Dynasty ADP hits and misses. Where do we see some value? Where do we see some big misses in the general mindset of the public? Monday night. Uh, I have John McGlynn of the P2W Fantasy Network, and John was with, with me last Monday, and he just had some horrible personal and technical difficulties. We tried to overcome the technical difficulties. He could not overcome the stuff going on behind the scenes, so we scrapped it. We scrubbed the video, and we're going to be going from scratch on Monday. John's going to be talking about the value of good communication in a league through the building of a solid constitution. Both of those shows will be on the Player Profiler YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this on the Dynasty Warzone feeds, either audio or video, you need to go over and subscribe to the Player Profiler. If you're listening on Player Profiler, go subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone because you might be wondering why you missed this podcast. That's why it's on the Dynasty Warzone feeds. You'll never miss out if you subscribe wherever you subscribe, wherever you get your pods, go get us. All right. Let's get into my surges. I got two surges for you, and I'll get you out of here. First surge, number one, Mr. Kenny Pickett. 
And I know, I know it's like, uh, you know, it wasn't great. I don't think he had 20 points in one fantasy game. But here's the thing. He had more passing yards than Justin Fields. I'm just kidding with you. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm busting your balls. If you have some, just busting your balls. Uh, but, but, you know, he did He did show flashes to me. For me, with, with Pickett, it's as simple as this. He has the weapons. He has Deontay Johnson going into, I think, year five. He has... George Pickens going into year two, Pat Fryermuth, year three, Najee Harris, year three, major, major, major additions on that offensive line. Broderick Jones, Isaiah Sayawamulo, again, my Samoan, not what it used to be. And, and then they brought in the, the big tight end out of uh, Daryl Washington out of Georgia. So they put some beef across that offensive line to help give him time to make those reads. For me, he's in the right division. He's in the AFC North. This is going to be a shootout division. Cleveland looks to be on the right track. They're building through their offense. They're adding wide receivers. You know, you know, they they, they drafted another wide receiver. They um, brought in Elijah Moore via trade, and, and they're allegedly in on DeAndre Hopkins. This is a team that wants to win and be able to score points. Cincinnati. I'm not going to go into Cincinnati. It's Joe Burrow. It's T. Higgins. It's Joe Mixon. It's it's Jamar Chase. Maybe you've heard of these guys. I like the addition of Irv Smith. So you look at Baltimore. You got Lamar back. They added Flowers. They added OBJ. Hopefully, you know, Mark Andrews returns to form. Not really his fault last year, but I'm talking about that tight end one overall in a season form. So this is a division where they're going to have to score. And he's got the NFL draft capital, right? He's got a first-round pick. And... The Steelers should be good enough. I think their win total is either seven and a half and an eight and a half. Depends on where you shop around to get your season win totals from a gambling standpoint. They're not going to be bad enough to get a Drake May or uh, a Caleb Williams in next year's draft. So I think you've probably got him for another couple of years. And, you know, he is more of a rusher than we saw last year. Now, I don't think he's going to be Kyler Murray or Lamar, but I also don't think that, you know, he's you know, Carson Wentz back there. I, th- I think, you know, I'm looking for maybe just like a tier below Danny Dimes. I don't think people realize how good of a runner Daniel Jones actually is, but, you know, this guy ran 95 times in three seasons in college. So I could probably have worded that a little bit better, but there were three seasons where he had 95 rush attempts in a season. So he's not afraid to get out there and, and move around. Um, you know, so the, those reasons is like a is like a QB three, or if you got caught up in like a bad spin cycle in a draft where you were on one end, like say like one end of the draft or the other, and like in between your your picks where you're on the ends, and they started banging out a lot of a lot of uh, QBs and you missed out. You know, might be a good place to stop the bleeding as Kenny Pickett. I'm hoping for uh, a little Daniel Jones more in the passing game than Jones and maybe a little less in the running game than Jones. But if you get a guy that gives you like a a QB 15 season and has a Derek Carr type career arc, that's more than helpful in the game of dynasty fantasy football from a super flex perspective. All right, my last guy, um, pretty well known. Um, I was kind of already in on him. And then I got to say the pod father, he's leaned on me and he's convinced me that Rashad White is the man. Not that I wasn't already the man. So I made a tweet on him, you know, last night about how much I'm in on him because 
the tweet centered around a Baker Mayfield stat. You know, Baker last year, I've already mentioned this, checked down 11.6% of the time. And that's huge, huge for Rashad White. I know you're going to say, well, what about Kyle Trask? you got to be a sucker to play Kyle Trask, even as a team quietly quitting. So I see all this passing volume. So this this gentleman um, said, well, he wasn't very efficient in the running stats. And I'm like, what running stats? What 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 was the measurement that that you're going by? I was like, I'm the current tallest person in the room I'm standing in. And I don't think he got it. I was like, and then I followed that up with, it's impressive if I'm the tallest person in a room and I happen to be standing in an NBA locker room. It's not as impressive if I'm the only adult standing inside of a daycare. You know, context matters. Could his rushing yards per game have been better? Absolutely. Do I care? Absolutely not. So last year on the season, he was the RB36 on the season. Finished one spot ahead of Isaiah Pacheco, by the way. But he was the RB36 on the season, and Fat Lenny was the RB12 on the season last year. And uh, the RB12 isn't there anymore. So Rashad White and Lenny, they scored a combined 365 PPR points. Now, I know Rashad White's not going to get all of those. I dig it. I'm, I'm smart enough and been doing this long enough to understand. Thank you. I'll save you the, the comment. I appreciate you. I'm smart enough to understand he's not going to get all of those. But let's say he gets 70% of that 365. That's 255 PPR points. That would have made him the RB6 last year. This is a guy that's got a clear path to a an RB1 season. I like the Podfathers comparison to David Johnson. He had 50 catches and eight starts last year. An 86% catch rate. And now he has the quarterback... Okay, let, let, let's do a little check game. This is the Memphis check game. Get your little digits out unless you're driving. Keep your hands on the wheel, 10 and 2. Let's do the Memphis check game. Good pass catching running back. Check. The number one quarterback as it relates to checking down to the running back. Check. Bad team. Check. Playing from behind. Check. I don't see a thing where you can get really hurt unless he gets hurt with Rashad White. I said on the Mind of Mansion podcast that I thought he could get 100 targets. I, I think I might be low. As more data has come to light, as more research has come out, I would not be surprised if he had 100 catches, much less 100 targets. So for me, bad team playing from behind, pass catching running back, passing down to, to, the, to the running back from the quarterback position, Phillip Rivers might be our new, uh, excuse me, Baker Mayfield might be our new Phillip Rivers. Remember Philip Rivers that one year in Indy just kept checking down and feeding JT and feeding and feeding Naheem Hines, and they both had a shitload of receptions. That's what I'm seeing for Rashad White in Tampa Bay. And I don't care that he's not on a good team. I don't care that he doesn't have a good quarterback. I don't care. Pass catching running backs from a pass catching quarterback on a bad team is PPR gold in junk, junk time. Just check down, check down, check down, check down. So He's also going at about 34 overall in ADP. So this is the bonus for you that listen to the bonus show. He's going around 34. So he's going at the end of that third round. That's moving. That's that's player profiler. That's sharp data. Uh, not so sharp data, like fantasy pros, they have him going way later. Way later, like RB19 later. So now's the opportunity to strike 
and go get Rashad White before it's too late. And speaking of late, I'm running long. I got to get out of here. I've got game two of a doubleheader to go to with my son. But I will say this. There's been a challenge laid out from Scott Connor via Twitter. Now, Scott is a good podcaster in his own right and uh, a friend that I've made on these dynasty streets. And he posted a tweet on two, on excuse me on Thursday the 8th saying, hey, name one podcaster you think could do a 30-minute podcast with no mention of a single player. And one of his, you know, tweeters or someone who saw this tweet said at DWZ Memphis. So I'm going to take the Scott Connor challenge next week on my bonus show. I'm going to see if I can fill your airwaves for a solid 30 minutes and give you solid, entertaining, actionable advice without mentioning one player's name. It may be tough. I can't say Rashad White. I can't say Baker Mayfield. I can't say Will Levis. I can't say Sam Darnold. I can't say anybody. I can't say anything. I can say this. The Crip Mac. I can say Crip Mac. I I think that's fine. I think Crip Mac's good. Um, But I can't say DJ Moore. I can't say Patrick Mahomes. I have to do 30 minutes actionable, fun, entertaining, 30 minutes of Dynasty advice. That's next week's bonus show. But you'll only get it if you're listening or watching on the Dynasty Warzone YouTube and podcast channels. You'll get some stuff from us on Player Profiler. I've said it twice already. I'll say it a final time. Subscribe to both feeds. Again, if you're a YouTube consumer, thank you for watching. Go subscribe to the Player Profiler one. If you're an audio subscriber, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, whatever, you're listening, go over and subscribe to the other. Dynasty Warzone Player Profiler. I'm going to be hitting you guys in the face, in the literal face, with a lot of Dynasty Fantasy Football stuff over the next couple of months as we get leading up to the season. As crazy as it is to say, we're three months away. Three months away from the game we all love and can't get enough of. Remember, I'll be here Sunday night with John Sheps talking Dynasty ADP. I'll be back on Monday with John McGlynn talking Good Commissioner Communication on the Kiss the Ring podcast. I appreciate you all. Thanks for hanging out with me for eh, a few minutes and I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level, and I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, That's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing.
game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.